Blog Talk Radio. RGM, RGM, RGM. You wanna know how I feel? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just like that. It's RGM, baby. How I feel? Simply can't describe the joy you bring. You like a breath of fresh. fresh. Quench my thirst. You make me feel better when I'm truly hurt. Just a thought of you. It makes me smile. So I say yes. Let's walk down the aisle. And I never take for granted the thing we have. I like the fact that you make me laugh. I'ma give my best. That's what you deserve. Keep it straight. Never swerve. Who would have thought that I'd feel like I do? Cause I really mean it when I say I love you. I love you. Your sex is great, but your mind is greater. Together we stay stuck on them haters. We first class, kill them, no aftermath. Me and you equal one, let them do the math. Immigrants, 
state of the unison, addressing nothing, foundations can ruin, level to level, fuck the embezzlement, tales from the crypt, hitting blood rituals, 50 skulls flying over California, vacation, flying dragons, swords and daggers, lions and tigers, gotta get my barons, or parish, tap into raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian, I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced, Ethiopian, inhaling kush, blue projects get pushed, mold with the bush, standing on the middle line, no defining, swirling dervish, in between space and time, it's a fixed Tuesday, another news day, north, east, west, south, west, not here to confuse the day, just a fuse the way, uh, another tips and tricks Tuesday, Breaking down the line. 
Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees, come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted. of Tips and Tricks Tuesday. This is Brother Jamal, a.k.a. H.J. Robinson, a.k.a. The Gnosis, and I'm sitting in for the good brother Blackwater, the metamagician, this evening. Fortunate to be allowed to come on and share with you all one more again, as they say down in Florida. So, want to first recognize the the creators of First World Order Radio Network, Dr. Asara Aleem L. Bay and his queen Kadira. Wanna send a shout out to Brother Fahim L. And once again to the good brother Blackwater the Meta Magician. Wanna thank you all for tuning in this evening. And um, we're going to get busy here real shortly. Hopefully, what we uh, get into tonight will be something that will give you something to chew on as you go forward and be able to spur and stir some more critical thought and enlightenment. But before we get into tonight's topic, I want to first do a little bit of, make a little announcement. Good brother... Blackwater, the Meta Magician, has a class that he has started. He started it last week, and it will be running until January 13th. It's a weekly class. It's at Friday on Fridays at uh, 7:30 Eastern Standard Time, 6:30 Central Standard Time, and the class is called Smai Twai. And let me make sure I didn't pronounce that. Yeah, it's Wachita, I'm sorry. Wachita Semi Twai. Wachita Semi Twai. And this is an uh, eight week online course. And like I said, it started last Friday. And It starts at 7.30 every Friday, Eastern Standard Time. What he's dealing with is Qigong, meditation, Tai Chi, 
He is a black belt martial artist. He's a brother who has studied thoroughly his craft. And um, he initially set this up for a minimal fee of $99 for the eight-week session. Now, what he has done is he has decided to go ahead with the class, just ask people to make a donation. And uh, I don't want to sound like church, but I want to encourage people to utilize those of us in the community, whether it be local, regional, national, worldwide, utilize people who are doing the work and who are not out here just trying to game on people, people who are out here actually just grinding, studied their craft, and who actually have something to offer. One thing about this journey, this path that we're on, everybody has a role to play. And uh, I attended the class last week, and I got edification out of it because one thing we learn as we go along is there's always something more that we can learn. There's always more that we can evolve, and there's more tools that we can use to help us fight this constant battle that we're in. And he deals a lot with manipulating energy, which is very important because we know as metaphysicians, occultists, esoteric students, that there is nothing else but energy in the universe. That's all that we're dealing with is energy. So me being a copious reader, and I consider myself to be a well-studied brother, I still saw benefit in going and learning some more. Because the more I study, the more I know that there's more that I don't know, if that makes sense. So I would encourage everyone to to uh, take advantage of this uh, eight-week session. And it's again, it's called Wachita Semi-Twai. And contact information for the good brother is 336-254-7418. That's 336-254-7418. You can give him a call or shoot him a text. Just let him know that you want to attend, and he'll give you all of the back-end stuff you need to do to get on with the course. Uh, also, his email is 12thDensityProductions at yahoo.com. That's T is in Tony, W, E is in Eric, L, F is in Frank, T is in Thomas, H, D is in Density, E is in Eric, N is in Nancy, S, I, T is in Tony, Y, Productions at Yahoo.com. So hit the brother up and get on board so we can start learning more ways to control our reality within this illusionary world. All right. So tonight's segment of Tips and Tricks Tuesday, I want to deal with something here. Um, let's work off of the, the subject of what is the purpose of higher consciousness. 
Now, the reason I chose this topic is because, excuse me, we're living in an information age. And I always tout what this, what this I had to say this is my favorite professor in college was Dr. Megra. He said information is first hoarded, then it is flooded, distorted, and then embellished. Now, um, should you offer me that we are living in the so-called information age, meaning information is abundant. I mean, it, it's, it's, we're flooded with it. And um, it's hard to maneuver and understand what's what, what's legit, what's fraudulent. I would say that having information flooded might in some cases be just as detrimental as not having any access to information because we're dealing with the farm effect. We're dealing with the absolute value. The absolute value of information is it is supposed to lead to knowledge. Knowledge is then supposed to lead to wisdom, and wisdom correlates with enlightenment. But if information is not correct, then it does not lead to knowledge. It leads to just more noise, more trash. Well, that's no better than not having any information at all. So I thought that in our current paradigm, you've got Facebook and YouTube and uh, there used to be MySpace and, and uh, all these different avenues that fall under the banner of social media. So you can get endless amounts of information. You can just go on YouTube. If you need to change a light bulb in your car, you just type in the type of car and change the light bulb, and nine times out of ten, there will be some video up there about how to do it. So there are some benefits to it. But when it comes to gaining higher understanding as far as to the meaning of life, purpose, thus higher consciousness is very hard to determine what is the truth. So I feel I felt it was necessary to just start with some very basic steps into gaining understanding of what how your consciousness really is supposed to be about. Kind of backtrack. So for those of you who listen who may be advanced, bear with us. This week we're gonna just we're gonna slow it down and we need to backtrack and revisit what consciousness is. Because if you look on social media, which includes YouTube, you're going to see a lot of different versions of what consciousness is. To some, consciousness represents standing around and debating all day. To others, it means an avenue to uh, 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 an alternative avenue for commerce. Um, and let me let me clarify that. 
we know that we live in a world that is governed by finances. I want to clarify that I am not promoting poverty, as someone made a statement in that regard online. This is not a promotion of poverty. What I'm saying, though, when I've said it's been used as an avenue for commerce, when the commerce becomes first and the original initial goal of consciousness and spirituality takes a backseat or even becomes a bystander or just is completely left out, that's a problem. But I'm not saying that people cannot make a living off of uplifting people. I don't find anything wrong with that. But I do find the problem with your first goal or your first step or your your or your motivation, your prime motivation being to make some paper, make some money, because that goes completely against what consciousness is all about or why you should have gotten into this thing. So I want to make sure I'm clear on that. Because we we have become such a debating society that we're not good listeners at times. And that's kind of what happens when you're always geared up to debate your point or debate your side. You don't function as an active listener. You function as a selective listener. You only listen to what you are triggers for you to rebut or, or argue. But an active listener is one who is listening for complete understanding. And I think we need to revisit that concept of being active listeners because if our true goal is for liberation, which we're going to get into that soon, then liberation means you have to be open. Liberation means freedom. You have to be open. So how can you be about liberation when your mind is closed to any information that might be outside of your immediate sphere of influence or your paradigm. You have to be able to stretch beyond what you think is reality in order to actually call yourself conscious, if I dare use that. I almost think we need to just discard that word because it's been sullied. It's been muddied. It's 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 we've made we've made a rag doll out of the word consciousness. Just like the United States has made mockery of the word teacher. Teacher used to be something that was a highly exalted, respected position. I come from a family of teachers. Now it's just something where you throw people in as a body. You throw them in as a body just to take role just to manage and to corral children, not to inspire them. So we tend to sully things in this Western society. And unfortunately, that mentality has filtered down into what we call the quote-unquote conscious community. It has become Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus with these caricatures. So I think it's uh, it's prime time, especially as we're approaching the end of this calendar year, that we revisit 
What is the purpose of higher consciousness? So that those of us who are sincere in this path, we're not carrying any baggage over into the next year. We want to make sure we take some fresh, ripe, and blossoming energy over into 2017. So, as I've mentioned before, I'm a personal trainer. When I'm working, I've been doing this for 13 years now, 13 years in December. What I've learned, I've learned a lot of things doing uh, in this profession, psychology and physiology and uh, sociology. There's so many different things you got to consider when you're working with people on an intimate basis, meaning a one-on-one basis. I've learned that in order to really get people to achieve what they say they want, I've had to identify a clear-cut why. When I meet a new client, I can pretty much write down what they're going to say. Oh, I want to lose some fat. I want to gain some muscle. If it's a woman, I don't want to get too bulky. I just want to tone. Um... Uh, I want more energy. I mean, I've heard this over and over. Thousands of times I've heard this same uh, story played out by uh, new clients. What is unique, though, is each person's why. That's the key. I have to identify why do you want to lose some fat? Why do you want to put on some muscle? Why do you want to look better in your clothes? When we start getting to the why is when we get to the foundation of the building because if I can establish a why and it can and, and it's firm, then we can move forward in a more substantive uh in a sustaining, powerful way. Now, why am I bringing all that up? Because the same thing that applies in fitness applies in every other walk of life. You got to constantly ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Why are you in this so-called consciousness movement? Or why are you on this path of higher consciousness? Why are you into this quote-unquote alternative science or alternative spirituality? Why? That is very key. Because sometimes we come across information and it sounds good to us. It moves us in a certain way. It may have been a day that you were upset with your pastor at church and you heard somebody on YouTube saying how the pastor, all pastors are pimps and they're getting over on people. And you're like, yeah, I like that. So you start listening to this person 
And after a while, you said, I'm conscious. I mean, you heard him talking about being conscious and hotep. Yes, beloved sister. And you learned all of the, the catchphrases and everything that sounds right, and you became conscious. But did you really, really understand what you were getting into, and did you have a firm why? That's what we want to deal with this evening. That's what we want to touch on. Let's just deal with the word consciousness first and foremost. To be conscious is simply to be aware or to be awake. To be aware or to be awake. So we work with that as a framework. That consciousness is to be aware or awake. Then what is the purpose of higher consciousness? Now, from a quote-unquote black perspective or indigenous or melanated perspective, we can say, many will say, it's for liberation. Liberation of our people. What we got to do then is define what is liberation. That's simple. The root liber means free. Free. To be free. But this is where we got to hang our hat. And we got to define and clarify what do we mean by free. And this is where I think the divide comes where there's a fork in the road. So let me give this disclaimer before I continue. What we deal with, what I deal with, is metaphysics, occult science, esoteric science. Okay? Let me put that out there. On Front Street, first and foremost, that's what I do. Now, the reason I say that is because you can make that clear and then someone will come and they want to debate from a stance of uh, pure physical human stance. We got to understand and pick and choose when it's time to debate. If I'm telling you that I deal with metaphysics, occultism, esoteric science, we'll call that the apples. You only focus on physical existence, call that the oranges, then we don't have a debate. There's no debate between an apple and an orange. What we are dealing with is the spiritual component behind the physical world, which is what consciousness is supposed to be about. Because you're already conscious, you're awake in the physical sense, you're talking, you can hear, you can taste, you can see, you can smell. You're already conscious. So there's no, there's no sense in us having a, a whole movement where we focus on a higher consciousness within your physical uh, paradigm because, I mean, that's, we already have that. Consciousness then means we got to be talking about something that goes above the physical, Beyond the physical, which is what we call metaphysics. So I'll make sure we're clear on that. 
because that's how we determine what we mean by liberation. There are two forms of liberation. Where most people get stuck when they argue with you when you're talking metaphysics is they're stuck into trying to better their human condition, which I'm not knocking at. But here's the problem with that. When your focus becomes solely on improving your human condition, there's a problem. It's not supposed to be human condition first and then spirituality by happenstance or by default. It's supposed to be spirituality first, feeding into my human condition. Seek ye first the kingdom. It's, that's what that scripture is talking about. The kingdom is you. The kingdom is in your midst is what it says in Luke. I think uh, it might be 17, 20, somewhere in there. The kingdom is within you, is, within, is in your midst. So when it says seek ye first the kingdom, it's talking about you seeking your higher self first. And that is supposed to be the purpose of higher consciousness, to seek ye first the kingdom, for you to elevate your God self. Now, this might sound remedial to some of y'all, but just, you know, I think it's, I think we need to, sometimes you need remedial. Sometimes you need to go back to the first grade and deal with the basic rules, because I think in a lot of ways, They've been lost. They've been forgotten. Or they're just being disregarded. So if if that is the liberation we're talking about, liberating ourselves, on a higher consciousness level, then we got to go back and we got to see how we got here. We have to go back and revisit how did we get into this position, into this state. I was talking to a sister here locally, and she was saying how Brother Bobby, Bobby Henry was just saying all his, a lot of his videos, and when you go back and look on those temple walls, You don't see anything about a plan for uh, an economic plan relative to it being some key to liberation. All you see is roadmaps as to how to get out of humanity altogether. So when we're talking about liberation as it relates to higher consciousness, that is what it means, liberation from humanity, not liberation as far as I ain't making the money I want to make and I feel like I'm being discriminated against. I want to be free to make as much money as the European, and that's my liberation. But here's the question we have to ask ourselves. Did you get into this seeking financial liberation or to feel equal 
to the one that you see as your oppressor. If that was your real motive, then just say that. Be honest. It's fine. But then we have to make sure you understand that that is not higher consciousness. That's not what it is. That is just having a more comfortable bed in hell. Hell. Did you all know that we're already living in hell? Well, let me explain what I mean by that and how I can say that. Let's go and revisit the Gnostic story of Sophia. Sophia is joined with what's called the mother-father, which would be the most what we would call the most high. When you look at the Baphomet, the Baphomet is androgynous. It has masculine and feminine parts. The Baphomet would be the representation of the Most High, which in Gnosticism is called the Mother-Father. Now, I want to give you the Reader's Digest version. She decided that she wanted to know herself. So in wanting to know herself, she decided to move and create without the aid of her consort, which was her her masculine half. So in moving to create without her masculine half, she then became impregnated with something that was distorted and uh, deformed. And that was what would be called Aldabaoth, or what is uh, referred to as the Demiurge. Aldabaoth, the name Aldabaoth means blind deity. She gave birth to this deity. And this deity, being made from incomplete stock, and she being ashamed of what she had done, Sophia, which was his mother, she cast him down into a cloudy region of the heavens. He being a blind god, and all these things are, these are, you got to understand the language of symbolism. We're not saying that this was some actual blind person or god. Blind as an ignorant. That's what blind means. He was stupid. So he thought that he was the only God, or he was the most high, which is why we find in Isaiah, he says, I, there, I am a jealous God. There would be no other gods before me. This is why you have to read the Bible and the books that they took out of the Bible, because so you're going to be able to put the two stories together and get the whole piece. The Bible tells that little part. But the Gnostic text tells a part of, she says, no, don't lie, Aldabaoth. There is one. There is others above you. So that's the framework. So let me backtrack and let's do a little breakdown of these names. Her name is Sophia. The word Sophia means wisdom. So in the pursuit of wisdom, she fell. She became ignorant. I want to stop right there. 
because I want us to understand that what that part of the story is revealing, just in that opening part, is that the whole concept of creation is talking about the very first diagnosed case of mental illness. I won't let that marinate for a minute. The creation story in its various forms is talking about the very first case of mental illness. How do I arrive at that? You got to use the clues that's given to you. Her name is Sophia. Wisdom. Wisdom is a product of what? Of knowledge. Knowledge deals with what? The mind. The mind. And when she failed, that means that she was not a complete mind. In your brain, you have two hemispheres. Just using the physical brain as an example. You have the right hemisphere, left hemisphere. Okay? We consider the right hemisphere to be the more feminine, creative, circular side. The left side to be the more masculine, linear side. So that story is showing that this mind had split. And the feminine side of it was moving on its own. And by it moving in an incomplete fashion, it created something called the ego, which is Aldebar. And the ego governs over the physical world, physical existence. Now, one way that we know that we are on to something here about this being a story of the first mental breakdown is because if you study Jungian, Jungian as in Carl G. Jung, J-U-N-G, psychology, he deals with what's called a collective unconscious. To understand a collective unconscious, we've got to go back to mythology. So this whole Sophia story is mythology. Isis and Osiris mythology, the Typhonians, the Titans, uh, all mythology, Hindu pantheon, all these things, Jesus, mythology, Muhammad, mythology, mythos. So what do these characters or these gods represent? They are called archetypes because and an archetype is an embodiment of a multitude of symbols that it's like a flower opening up and blossoming from that center blossoms all of these different meanings out of one archetype. So when we talk about Sophia, she is an archetype of the collective unconscious. So let's go to Carl Jung and his book, the archetypes of the collective unconscious and see what, how he defines, let me read a little bit. It says, the collective unconscious is a part of the psyche which can be negatively distinguished from a personal unconscious by the fact that it does not, like the latter, owe its existence to personal experience and consequently is not a personal acquisition. While the personal unconscious is made up essentially of contents which have at one time been conscious, which have disappeared from consciousness through having been forgotten or repressed, the contents of the collective unconscious have never been in consciousness. And don't worry, I'm going to explain all this. 
and therefore have never been individually acquired, but we owe their existence exclusively to heredity. That's key. Whereas the personal unconscious consists of consists for the most part of complexes, the content of the collective unconscious is made up essentially of archetypes. What he's saying is the items or the parts of the collective unconscious psyche are not individual to you. They are part of a vast whole system. So what would be represented as an archetype of the collective unconscious within you? It would be your soul because your soul is not really you. Your soul is not local. Your soul is from this vast pool of chaos. And that vast pool of chaos is expressed in these different identities of these gods. These different gods are expressing the different facets of the chaotic primordial existence of you, melanated man and woman. That's what it is. Consciousness is selective to you. Consciousness is relative to your present incarnation and whatever residue that might be still attached to other incarnations. But your unconscious which is your soul, is attached to something that is not local. I hope I'm making sense. Because what that story is telling is that she fell, and basically she started to become, she is the representation of the first mental illness, which is us. To further explain this, let's go to the Kabbalion. The Kabbalion has the seven hermetic principles. The first principle is mentalism. All is mine. There's another clue. If That's the first principle. And it's not listed as the first out of happenstance. It's because it's telling you the very first principle in all existence is the mind, or what we would call in our technological area, central processing unit. That was a central processing unit that was before everything. And it was in a state of what was perceived to be perfection, but it had a split. It had a split. When you get into the story of Osiris being cut up into 14 pieces, when you hear about Bacchus being uh, drawn and quartered, Dionysus being drawn and quartered, they cast lots of Jesus' garment. I mean, they threw, they broke the garment into pieces. The children of Israel were scattered. All of these mythologies are telling you one actual story of your original mind being split. Now, here's the luxury of this. 
Your mind was split, but you still have all of the components necessary to be, to behold. You can be whole again. It's just that you got to bring them back together. Higher consciousness is the path of bringing the pieces back together, which is what peace represents. Peace means to come together. Christ is the prince of what? Peace. Now, those of us who have taken the role of the oppressors, or those amongst us, let me say that, who've taken the role of oppressors, this is the difference between their psychology and ours. We are the original and first mentally ill patients of the cosmos because we are the original mind that split. But here's the difference, and this is where Western psychology comes in. The difference between us and them is that they are missing pieces. So whereas we're just fractured, but the whole is still there to come back together, they were created incomplete. So use this analogy. You're going to bake you a cake. You got some eggs. You got some flour. You got some baking powder. You got you some milk. You put all those together, you got you a cake. And let's imagine we as melanated people would be, we got all the ingredients in our kitchen, but they all scattered. We just need some, we just need to take the time to research, oh, I need eggs. Oh, I need flour. Oh, I need baking powder. Oh, I need milk. And put them together. I need sugar. But imagine if you're in the kitchen and you've got all the cookbooks, because that's what they do. They get all the information. They gather everybody's stuff. And they catalog it and hold it, rent, hold them, you know, hold it under lock and key. But then they start realizing they got all the recipes to make a cake, but they ain't got no eggs. They missing some baking powder. Ah, oh, damn, I ain't got no sugar. So you can bake the cake, but the cake ain't gonna be right because you're always missing something. We can tie all of this back to this original Gnostic creation story of Sophia. Again, with the understanding that consciousness is dealing primarily with the mind. And your mind, corresponding with the soul, is not local. So if I get into so-called higher consciousness and my focus is only on what I can see in front of my face or what I can hear, then I have missed the boat because we are cosmic people. Any ancient text that you see is ultimately dealing with the mind. And let's deal with the book that we're very familiar with even though some of us will swear we don't want nothing to do with no Bible, for the vast majority of us, that was one of the first books that we were introduced to, the Bible. So let's deal with that because it is still a very useful book. The Bible is split up, split up into two sections. 
Old Testament, New Testament. And it tells you right there what your purpose is. Testa means body. Menta means mind. So the book is showing you you are going from your old body, which means your spirit body, your ka, and your old mind to your new spirit body and mind, which is alchemy, which is transformation. So another key link to understanding the purpose of higher consciousness is to realize it is to create an al to complete an alchemical cycle. Now, to understand alchemy, we got to deal with two very common things that we we deal with in our uh, human existence. Salt and sugar. Salt and sugar. And I'm going to show you how this thing correlates with what we're talking about. In essence, first let me say this. Salt, the Hebrew word for salt is melech. M-E-L-A-C-H, I think. Melech. Now, in the Bible, you're not going to find the word sugar. But you'll find what would be the equivalent would be honey. Honey, in the Greek lexicon, comes from the word melis, a melusine, a melissa. Notice that salt and honey have the same root, male, M-E-L, male, as in melanin. That's not by happenstance. What that is telling you is that when you possess neuromelanin and eumelanin, you have the ability to be complete, or you are complete. You are complete. Just as I told you with the fractured mind, the mind is fractured like the body of Osiris or the children of Israel scattered, but it is complete. When you bring the tribes back together, they do form one whole because all the pieces are there. Well, that's what that's telling you with the salt and the sugar. Salt would represent your eumelanin. That's in your skin. Because the melanin in your skin does what? It protects you from the sun. Salt does what to food? It protects it from the decay of the atmosphere. Salt is used as a preservative, which would be the equivalent of the melanin in your skin. But you also have a sugar component, neuromelanin, that falls down from your brain in the form of what's called clostrum, which is where we get Santa Claus. Santa Claus, clostrum. And that neuromelanin that falls down is the equivalent of also Lucifer falling down from heaven. It is 
denoting an alchemical process. Sugar does what? It ferments. And ferment is a degree of rotting. A, a fruit has to rot before it can start to ferment. So, Jamal, what the hell is all this at? What are you talking about? What I'm telling you is that you can find your true purpose in everything. Everything is everything. That's why it's important to study the origin of words. So when you look at sugar and salt, you will find who you really are. You have the ability to preserve yourself while you go through this alchemical process of fermentation. And fermentation is your soul being illuminated, rising back up to where it, it, it rightfully is supposed to be. That is what you have. And that is why you can never put those who appear to be your oppressors on a pedestal as being your equal. Because once you put them on the pedestal as being your equal, saying that they are your arch enemy, because when you declare someone as your arch enemy, that means that they are your dialectic opposite. And they're not. They are something that was created out of you being in your lower form, which is, again, what the story is showing. When your mind fragmented and broke and created this demiurge called Aldebar, called the ego, he then created some minions up under him. called the seven uh, heavenly hosts. They got all types of names for them. Seven archons. He created them, and they created a world that is run by lesser beings. I hope that makes sense. So you have to get to a point in your path of consciousness where you realize what is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to get back home. Where was Dorothy trying to get back in the Wizard of Oz? Get back to Kansas. Get back home. To get back home. We've developed here, down here in Texas, a little group called the Dark Inner Sanctum. Shout out to... Sister Francis for being the web that connected some people together who owned the frequency. And one of the brothers brought up, we had a conversation. He said, I, you got to notice how they keep pitting Stephen A. Smith with uh, some white guy across from him. And now they got Shannon Sharp on Fox across from that that white guy that used to be on there. I don't even know his name. Oh, I can't remember his name. He used to be with Stephen A. Smith. He was like, you know, what they're doing is they're trying to create this image of them being your equal. By them appearing to be as your opposite, they're also saying that they're, that they're your equal. I was like, man, that's some deep shit. 
That's real talk. We got to come out of that whole mentality. Oh, bring it on the cross. We got to come out of that. That's a waste of time. Higher consciousness is really, when we really boil it down to its pure essence, it is about focusing in on regathering, reconstituting those those split, shattered parts that you have at your disposal, bringing them back together. That's really what it boils down to. So what has to be done? If I know that I'm already weak and I know that I'm dealing with somebody who's superior to me, one of the things I need to do is try to distract them. Just to try to distract them. So part of what we're dealing with in this paradigm is a series of distractions. You got a lot of people out here talking about um, that's a big focus on and I don't know how to say this without I guess fuck it because you know really people going to take it how they want to take it regardless of how I try to be politically correct or tactful but all this talk about uh, I talked about this the last time that I set in for, for Blackwater. I talked about the whole, they had that whole thing going about, put all your money in this black bank. I think our ability to critically think is diminishing, not fucking weekly, not daily, but by the hour. I think it's diminishing. Now, I just, I mean, just, just, just think about this. Money, as we know it, fiat currency, is controlled and printed by a private corporation called that has taken the name of the Federal Reserve to make itself sound like it's a government entity, but it's a private banking institute that decides when to print the money, how much to print. They control inflation. They control interest rates. So it's just almost like a complete oxymoron for me to say I'm about liberation. And my number one pathway to liberation is to figure out a way to get more of the printed money that the overall oppressor controls and puts out that has no intrinsic value because we know all the history. The Moors then told you, and all the whole bunch of other brothers that told you about how when the the the, the uh, we came off the gold standard, pretty much we've been on we've been floating on air since nineteen thirty three. You know, but what has happened to us to where we can't critically think? And I mean, this ain't rocket science. It's because we've been distracted, and we have failed. Either we failed or we never knew what the whole purpose of higher consciousness was, which is what we are. We are spiritual people. I don't give a damn what nobody say. We can go toe-to-toe 
we can keep going back in the annals of history. We can go back into the mystery. And you tell me where it says that our ultimate out was going to be, we was going to find a way to get us our own houses or get us some new cars. We are spiritual people. And now when you say that, you are labeled as some spook or, oh, we ain't got time for that. You know, this and that, da, 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 da. So, I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you stand for then? We walk around wearing all the African clothes, got all these names, 15 different names, you know, Brother Hotep Mayat, Tahuti, Set Heru, you know. What do you, what does it mean? You got all the Egyptian names, what you mean, but all but from what you gather from Egypt is that the number one plan, we need to put all our focus is in a in the economic plan. And let me clarify because people don't some people aren't good listeners. I'm not saying that you eschew or you sidestep the things that are necessary to survive in this physical world. My issue is that we are putting the cart before the horse. Our primary focus should always be the spiritual path because we are innately spiritual people. Now, you can't argue with me on that. That's 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 just quite logical. And I feel it's necessary that I stress that. I'm gonna tell you why I know I'm right. Because if you study spirituality, which is occult science, esoteric science, metaphysics, mythology, comparative religion, you will know. And you will have the keys, the real keys, not no fat collet, uh, that the, the the DJ Khaled. No, we're talking about the real keys. These are the real keys. And you'll know when you see these things on, in Hollywood, on television, you'll know that what we're talking about right now is right and exact. Okay? Let's go to some... Hard copy. Apple.com has a commercial called Heart Your Heart to Everyone. Now, it is a Frankenstein character. And now, let me explain what Frankenstein is based on. Frankenstein would be the equivalent of Elijah Muhammad's Yaku. uh, Yaku story, I should say. Well, yeah, Frankenstein would be equivalent of Yaku because Frankenstein created the Frankenstein monster. Dr. Frankenstein created the monster that had no soul. Yaku was the big head scientist who created the quote-unquote European or Caucasian, okay, with no soul. So understand the symbolism that they already laying down. Mary Shelley wrote the book on Frankenstein. Frankenstein correlates with the H.G. Wells story of the island of Dr. Moreau. So when they put this commercial out, understand these people ain't dummies. 
Apple has an occult symbol. Uh, Apple with a, a, a bite out of it. They're saying we took the bite out of the apple. That's occultism. That's the left-hand path. Okay? So Frankenstein in this commercial, he walks out and all the people are singing, oh, you know, little Christmas carols. And you have to understand symbolism. He has a red light on one side and a green light on the other. Now, remember I told you earlier, I said, we are scattered, but we still have all of the components. All right. Now, keep this in mind. Keep that in mind as I explain Frankenstein. If you understand colors, you know red and green are complementary. So they would represent masculine and feminine. His green light goes out. What does green represent? The heart shock. See, a lot of their commercials are cathartic for them. They're, they're expressing the pain that they feel. They know they have a shutdown heart chakra. They know it's deficient. So they express that in the commercial. He, his green light goes out, and then this is, this is here comes more occult symbolism. The little girl comes up to him and touches it, and then it works. There you go. So she's supposed to represent the heart chakra. Now, how can I see all this? It's through studying all the things I'm telling y'all about. This archetypes of the collective unconscious, uh, Gnostic scriptures, mythology. You study and you can read them. It's just like if I'm a football coach, if I do my homework and I and I uh, study the opposing team, I can I can see their tendencies. When they get into a certain formation, I know. Oh, okay, they're gonna pass out of this. Oh, they're gonna run out of this one. This is why you gotta study because they they ain't putting stuff out in areas to where you would think it is. They are putting out information in the most inconspicuous places, okay? If higher consciousness is not important, then why is Samsung pushing this virtual reality uh, headset that you put on? I know y'all seen the commercials. They've been going crazy with these commercials where little kids, old people are putting on these uh, virtual reality Headset and they're just waving their arms like, oh wow, this is amazing. You got to understand passive warfare. They know the story that I just told you about, and several other mythological creation stories where something was created that was incomplete, which represents them. So what's their get back? I get you, motherfuckers, back with technology. That's how I square the circle with my technology. That's how I get back even. Because for them, they see technology as their way to interface to God. See, our interface is called melanin. Melanin is an interface between God and physical existence, between spiritual existence and physical existence. That's what melanin is. It's a doorway. Door means interface, same thing. 
something where you can go between. So since though they say since I don't have that, I will form an interface through my technology. So tell me higher consciousness ain't important. There's a new company out called Arconic, and what Arconic has done is they got this. I mean, I gotta say the commercial the commercial is attention gathering. I mean, it got my attention. I saw it on YouTube, and they they got to meet George Jetson. They got that Jetson music, and they're projecting. Listen to the word projecting the future, and they're showing how cool everything's gonna be. This, they're this innovative company that they 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 take things. They're kind of like BASF. They take things and improve on them, improve the technology. That's a ritual. Because by me constantly putting out the idea that I improve technology, what does that say? That I am improving it for the future. So the ritual is for you to get excited about them projecting what is going to be in the future. You're like, oh, man, I can't wait to 2027. We might be flying. So therefore, especially as melanated people, you now have created a gateway for them to have 11 more years. Same thing we talked about in the dark inner sanctum. We talked about the construction in Texas. You will never come down here and not see construction on the highway. I don't know if I mentioned this the last time I was on here. We got this big-ass stadium that the sorry-ass Texas Rangers baseball team play in. I mean, you drive by it, it basically looks brand new to me. They're going to, they had this whole campaign. People with these uh, flyers and all these, whatever you call them, these posts in their yards about vote yes, vote yes. Well, the whole thing was to vote yes to build uh, the stadium. I think it was like yes without increasing taxes or something, something to that nature or whatever. So they passed it, so they're going to build a new Ranger Stadium. Now, they put up on this access channel in Arlington, they put up the artwork or like the digital representation of what this, this, this graphic of this, and I was like, man, that shit dope. I don't even like baseball. I, and for a moment, I had to catch myself. I was like, oh, shit, I want to go down there. And I wouldn't ever. I, I, I live and walk the distance from the stadium. I wouldn't never. I wouldn't go to either one of them. But that's how the magic works. They made it look so state-of-the-art. They had this huge bar. You know, and people were, they had these animated people walking around. I was like, oh, shit, take me out to the ballpark. I want to go and I don't even like baseball. But that's magic. They are tearing down that stadium to build something new because it's magic. Because they need to have the excitement of people for the future. And through our excitement for the future, we then create a future for them. All of this is dealing with higher consciousness. That's all they fuck with. Everything else to them is secondary, third, fourth, and on down the line. Higher consciousness is where it's at.
Amazon commercial. I'm sure y'all seen this. The Muslim imam and the Catholic priest. Oh, it looks so sweet. They're sitting down in the house, and they both get up, and their knees are hurting. And the imam gets outside. He thinks, you know what? I should get him some knee knee braces. And he goes to Amazon and orders. And the Catholic priest orders him one, and they then show them going to pray. Now you got to we got to be critically thinking people. You got to see beyond just the the feel good shit. Like oh, that looks so beautiful. You got to understand what they're really. Everything is deeper than what you really think it is. What's the agenda that they're really pushing? Now, you know, if you really study, study, you know that there are certain entities that sit behind all three Abrahamic religions. That's Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Uh, I think uh, even Taj Tariq Bey talks about this. He says they're all Kabbalists, meaning that they all understand that the actual Exoteric religion is a joke They only deal with the esoteric The esoteric version of Islam is Sufism The esoteric version of Judaism is Kabbalah The esoteric version of Christianity is Gnosticism That's what they deal with So They are telling you The subliminal message in that commercial is Hey, it's okay to be in either group it's okay. It's okay to be a Muslim. It's okay to be a Christian, but we need you to identify with a group. Everything in this Western world is about categorization. You need to be in a group because if you're in a group, then your mind is cataloged. Your mind is boxed. So that means if I'm running the whole agenda, I know I've got you in my box for my agenda because you're not thinking outside of the box. They don't care what group you be in. Okay. And I'll tell you something else. If you, I'm sure y'all probably noticed this, but some of the Amazon logos, Amazon pretty pretty much just puts it out there that you know we're a Masonic group because they got one logo. They don't show it anymore. It's like a box that's catty corner. And it's got the Amazon under, and it's basically a, a, a square and compass. But if you look at the word Amazon, you ever wondered why did they pick Amazon? I'm sure they got some little goofy story that goes to try to justify it. But just look at the word Amazon. Take the A and move it away from Mazon, and you have a Mason. They're telling you who they are. All right. Another thing they got going on is the mannequin challenge. I saw it. I was watching the Cowboys game last week, and it got these fools out here standing, posing in this position. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's so cool. Once again, I talked to a sister last night, and she was talking about how they are doing rituals to freeze time, to freeze time. Understand this, if their number one goal is to freeze consciousness, then they have to freeze time because consciousness, which will then enliven those archetypes of the collective unconscious, will actually destroy the matrix. So they do rituals to freeze time, mannequin challenge. 
You think I'm just grasping for straws, huh? They, now imagine how many fools, how many people ran out and did the po- Pokemon challenge, running out about to get hit in damn traffic, stopping traffic on freeways to do a fucking Pokemon challenge. These are social experiments. So how, can you imagine how many people are standing around freezing? Oh, I'm doing a mannequin challenge. Freeze. Because we don't think. All of these are rituals. There's a movie I want y'all to see called The Surrogates. And um, the surrogate, surrogates will make you think about this whole virtual reality thing that Samsung is pushing. Basically, in the surrogates, it uh, uh, came out in '09 or '10, one of those two. And uh, Bruce Willis is one of the so-called stars in the movie, um, or main characters. And most of what what it is is we living in this futuristic setting where people most of the people are using these um, cyber cyborgs it's a cloning movie basically except the way this works the host goes into some type of chair or this apparatus and he hooks up to this system and he then activates his clone or what they call his surrogate and his surrogate goes out and carries out his daily functions now, in this movie, most of the people, their surrogates look very similar to the actual host or the person. But one thing is very funny in this movie. There's one Jewish scientist named Steinberg, and his surrogate is a black man. Now, I know I'm on to something because there's another movie out, another series on Netflix uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It's a series. It's uh, by, I think it's by DC Comics. And uh, it's one of these superhero things. And oh, I should have had this queued up. I don't know if it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think that's it. Um, either way. Look for your DC stuff, uh, DC comics on on Netflix. I'm, I'm just going to do a search real quick. DC comics. DC. Legends of Tomorrow. That's the name of it. Legends of Tomorrow. Now, let me tell you about this show. There's a young black guy on this show. And in order for him to activate now, all the other superheroes, their their superpowers are um, singular to them. But for the black guy, in order for him to activate his powers, which, now check this out, he's got nuclear powers. Like he's, like, he's basically a nuclear bomb when he's activated. But guess how he has to get activated? He has to pair up with this Jewish scientist. Mm. Now look at this shit Now this other show This other movie, Surrogate the, the, the only person Who doesn't match up with their host Is a black guy He's a surrogate for some Jewish doctor Now what are they telling you? That's why I'm telling you You got to watch them. the damn The shit where you think they wouldn't have the stuff Is where they got it So what's one of their agendas? We 
have to link up and use the melanated, quote-unquote, black person as the battery. That's what they're telling you. We want to use you as the battery. Some deep shit. Go and look up that uh, that that show, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and go and watch the movie Surrogates, and you will see what I'm, you got to pay attention though. You got to pay attention, and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, um, legalization of marijuana. Of course, that's an attack on higher consciousness. Again, let me clarify. I'm not passing judgment on anybody. Lord knows. I have uh, I have engaged in enough of that particular product in my past to where I'm thankful that I can even spell my name right now. And really, I just can't afford it. I can't afford this expensive ass shit they got now. So I ain't, you know, I'm not no, you know, holier than thou and, oh, I believe it's so. No, I, that's not what I'm, I ain't talking about that. But you got to be very careful when someone or entity, a group of people legalizes something all of a sudden. You know how many people been to jail? How many families been messed up just behind some weed? Now all of a sudden it's okay. And then the moment that they announce that it's legalized in certain states, they got these huge uh, uh, multi-million dollar dispensaries already up and running. I don't know about that. Again, our topic tonight is what is the purpose of higher consciousness? Young lion is ruined. But so is it possible that we're dealing with some people who are hitting the panic button and now one of their actions that they're taking a recourse is okay, let's 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 legalize this marijuana. Now you gotta think about a whole lot of things when you look at that is you got GMO crops, you got Monsanto, you got DuPont. All these people, you got uh, the the Koch brothers, all these people deal with basically chemically modifying and engineering nature. I would, I haven't had the chance to research it, but I would bet my bottom dollar that they're involved. And when you, and see what they got to do is make it, they can't make it very obvious, so it's got to be slow. It's going to be gradual over the next 10 years. Oh, a couple of states here and a couple more states there. And they got to make it look like it was a battle. But their goal is they're going to implement this, I would say, over the next 10 years as another way. Now, just imagine you couple legalized weed with virtual reality. Just those two by themselves. You're talking about a dangerous combination. You're talking about we got a populace right now that cannot fucking think. Cannot think. Now, you're talking about that growing exponentially. Now they're looking into ways where they can retard your seed, not just the seed in the ground, 
but your seed that comes in your sperm. They're playing for keeps. And they're saying if we going out, we're going to try to take some people out with us. Which brings us to another movie I want y'all to get called Idiocracy. You got to get this movie. You got to get Idiocracy. It is set in the year 2050. And basically there's a guy who's taken from like the year 2000. He goes to 2050. He was a dumbass in 2000. But the, 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 the intellect has dropped so low by the year 2050, he's considered to be a genius. The movie is a low-budget, cheesy movie, another way that they hide and cloak stuff. Because you'll look at it and think, oh, this is goofy, you know. But they're telling you, they're giving you their manifesto and their plan in such movies. Because, again, they will hide things in places that typically we would not look. Especially those more, uh, uh, the more um, upward mobile of us who would think that's beneath us. Oh, no, I'm looking at that trash. No, but that's what they... That's where they can go and hide stuff. Okay. I'll stop right there as far as the hard copy. I gave you all these things, and I hope you were able to gather these. I gave you all these things because I'm basically presenting those, introducing those into um, the evidence bank to support my thesis that what is the ultimate goal is higher consciousness and higher consciousness is about liberation from humanity so let me kind of summarize with this in uh, Ezekiel I think 28 and 14 or 13, so 28 and 13, somewhere around there, we get the story of Lucifer walking through the garden, and he had a crown of gold adorned with nine jewels. And he fell. He was thrown out of that garden down to a place called Sheol. That's spelled S-H-E-O-L. Now, Sheol... Is the equivalent of shell. Shell then becomes cell, C-E-L-L. Cell is or denotes the cells in the human body. Cells trap light. Lucifer fell down into a human body. It is the story of us, and it, is, it, it runs parallel with the story of Sophia. Sophia fell because she wanted to know herself. Lucifer fell. Lucifer is the start of the alchemical process that we're going through. He fell. He fell into a body. It's the story of us. So the purpose of us Seeking higher consciousness is to free ourselves from the jail cell. 
Interestingly, the word for sale in Arabic is halia. It's spelled K-H-A-L-I-A, but the K-H in Arabic is ha. Halia. What does that sound like? Hell. The cell is your hell, and it is your jail. So those who have positioned themselves as the oppressors have set out to distract you, us, in any way they can from freeing ourselves, having the focus, the wherewithal, the state of mind to focus on freeing ourselves from hell. That is the true purpose of higher consciousness. Phone lines are open, 626-414-3515. Press 1 if you got We're going to... I didn't open up the floor for any questions or discussions last time, so I'll open it up, you know, Press 1 if you want to ask a quick question or make a quick comment before we get out of here. Hope I've uh, hope I've been clear tonight with what I had to express. I hope it's made sense. Uh, go back and listen to it on Dr. Eileen's YouTube channel if maybe you missed something. Have you a piece of paper and pen so you can take down some notes? But phone lines open 626 414 3535. This is First World Order Radio. I am Brother Jamal sitting in for Blackwater, the Meta Magician. I want to remind you all again the good brother uh, has his classes. Every Friday is 6.30 Central Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, Wachita Semitwai, where he will be teaching on Qigong, meditation, Tai Chi, uh, martial arts, and helping us learn how to manipulate energy. Consciousness is dealing with energy. That's what consciousness is. It's energy. And there are just different modalities to help us gain um, higher understanding and I don't want to use the word control, but higher understanding and harmony with these uh, these different energetic forces. So Press one if you got a question. Press one if you got a comment before we get out of here. Okay, I guess everybody's silent. So, um, again, you want to check out the brother, like Water the Man and Magician. His phone number is 336-254-7418. This email address is 12th Density. Productions at yahoo.com. That's 12th, T W E L F T H, density, that's D E N S I T Y, productions at yahoo.com. Going down every Friday. I'm excited about down here in Texas. 
I think we're slowly uh, slow motion, but show motion. We uh, are identifying more people who are on the frequency, and that's a beautiful thing uh, because you tend to feel at times that, uh, like, sometimes you think it's like one of those Mad Max movies, like, damn, is anybody left? Or like that movie, was it Legend with Will Smith? Like, damn, am I the last person? Are we the last people? You know, um, which we know that ultimately it's going to have to get down to uh, a small a small few, a nucleus, you know, a, a form of implosion, um, a form of enfolding. We're now to the end of a cycle. You know, in the Hindu pantheon, it's called Kali Yuga, coming to the end. And that's a time where uh, we're not having to unfold. Now we're enfolding. So now when your your ancestors transition, they're transitioning into you. And you're becoming like uh, Apocalypse out of X-Men. You are becoming this, this giant. And we know that 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 uh, our lights are shining because you know, like here in Dallas, they got this radar called S Radar for Channel Five, and I just don't think that the radar is just up there to look for hurricanes and tornadoes. You know, I just don't think so. I mean, hell, you've been finding them so far. I mean, how much more you need to find a damn? Oh, there's a cloud spinning. How much more technology you need for that? So, I mean, some stuff is just common sense. You don't need to build some multi-million dollar tower. And and it's funny, it's got a big white globe on the top. See, I think that's some type of offshoot of some Tesla engineering, and they're trying to register consciousness. I do believe. And when I talk to different people in my circles, and I hear some of the stories they're telling me about things happening to them. And I know things that are happening to me, happening to my family. I know dreams that I've had. And, I, and, and, and you know, I get to a point, you just can't share everything just with everybody. So you have to share things within an inner circle. But there's it. We're online. We're online. The gods are back, you know, and it's on, you know. Uh, so we got to thank all of those who came before us and not not uh, spit on them, you know, on their legacies. We have to uphold them, you know, the John Henry Clarks, the Dr. Benz, the Francis Cress Wilsons, the uh, Marimba Anis, the the uh, the Chancellor Williams, the Asa Hilliards, the uh, the Amos Wilsons, Dr. Sabi, you know, uh, Delbert Blair. We have to uphold, and I know I'm leaving out so many more, but, I mean, we can't forget, even though our information may be becoming more advanced, you can't get so advanced where we start taking on an attitude of ridicule. We got to keep building building. And that's why we got to come out of this debate mentality of, you know, I want to debate you on what you think you know, because I know more than you, sucker. 
Because that ain't what it's about. It ain't never been about that. You know, when I used to go to church, days that had it, they the old ladies were saying, We are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are we gotta really understand what we're supposed to be climbing Jacob's ladder. A ladder is to lead you up and out of something or over something. So we're supposed to be building, building, not tearing down, building. But there's only a small few of us who are going to be sincere about that, and that's the way it's supposed to be. It's called the elect, the remnant, the 144,000. That is us have gathered at a time like this to do this very special work, and it is a beautiful day and a beautiful time for the masters of the universe to be gathered. Ashe. So with that said, I'm not going to tarry any longer. I think we've done what we needed to do. Stay on the path. Stay focused. Holler at me. If you want to get at me, uh, drop me a note or whatever. You can hit me up at H. J. Robinson 360 at gmail.com. You can also check out my YouTube channel. It's called The Gnosis. And uh, you'll see a brother on there with a big fro. That's my daddy, the God, Henry Shiva, the destroyer. So I want to thank everybody for listening in this evening. And I want to say that it is a privilege in this time to be able to just speak to people and to have people who are hungry for the information, who understand that we have a mission that we have to complete. So with that said, as always, I want you to stay down until you get up. And when you get up, stay down. Peace. H.J. Robinson. I've been from the mountaintop to the valley lows. But through it all, I've managed to maintain my soul. Encapsulated in every raindrop that falls on my rooftop is a goal or a dream shot. By situations, circumstances, there ain't always second chances. You say you're holding, show me what you got. And I can't cope with these shattered hopes And yes, my back's against the ropes I'm blowing steam from my kettle pot Lend me your ears inside these tears Is the pain associated with the man That's trying to find his spot When you look in the eyes of your children Realize you can't supply the items of their desires So when your pride drops And the book stops here To these fears I adhere Until some income is near I guess the picture won't be clear So I keep plugging like a mule Still trudging on the rope I'm tugging, try it's not a relevant word, your visions get blurred, I'm lost with no shirt, I wonder why. And I don't know, no, 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 what the future holds, but all I know, all I know, I gotta keep my soul. Your home.